Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, we are beginning a new teaching series entitled War of the Kingdoms, Standing in Truth in These Desperate Times. Along with the other subjects that we've been covering in previous messages, the information that I'll be sharing with you in this current series should help in our discernment of how close we really are to the rapture of God's true church and the tribulation period which will follow that glorious event. It will also be beneficial in providing wisdom and understanding in how the enemy operates in his deceptive strategies as we look to the Holy Spirit, who is our helper and a guard over us, as He continues to lead us into all truth. In Ephesians 6, 10-13, the Apostle Paul wrote this inspired exhortation, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the full armor of God, that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the armor of God, that you may be able to resist in the evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. In verse 14 of that passage, the first piece of armor that Paul instructs us to put on is God's truth. For without the knowledge of the truth, we have no foundation upon which to stand and remain firm in that unadulterated word of life. There is only one who majestically proclaimed himself to be that truth. Lord Jesus the Christ, the great I Am, the living word, the first and the last. In John fourteen six, we read his forever and glorious declaration. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. This, beloved, is the scarlet thread that is woven within every other thing that we address in love's last call, for it is the bottom line to all that concerns life on this earth and the future eternal destiny of every man and woman who has been born into his fallen domain. And unless he or she is born again unto eternal life in the one who is the truth, there remains no hope but a future of forever apart from him, in an eternal torment that the human mind in its current state could not fully comprehend. And that is why the enemy must keep mankind from coming to the true knowledge of the Savior of the world and surrendering fully to Him, in order to receive the mercy and grace that He provided on Calvary's cross. And in that effort, the enemy has created many counterfeits and false ways that are now converging to bring about the global empire that Lucifer has been preparing since the beginning of time, and which will be headed by his Antichrist. It is time for the people of God to awaken and to get serious about what we say we believe and to put that faith into action. 
And it is time for those who do not yet know the Lord Jesus Christ in truth to run to him now in repentance and surrender before the hand on God's prophetic time clock strikes the midnight hour and the door to salvation's grace is shut. And with that call of urgency, I'd like to share a commentary entitled Satan's 13-Point Plan to Take Over the World, which I believe will offer some critical insight as well as confirmation that we are truly living on the brink of all our God has promised shall come to pass and that we can expect to meet him in the air sooner than soon. They write, We are living at a critical time of world history right at the end of the church dispensation, and shortly before the revelation of Satan's world empire, which will be headed by the Antichrist and supported by the false prophet. The born-again children of God proclaim the rapture of his true church, followed by the tribulation period, and finally the second coming of Jesus Christ with the future revelation of his millennial kingdom while the non-Christian world is preparing for a new world order, which will be in direct opposition to the kingdom of God. The present conflict in the spiritual realm between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan will culminate in a physical confrontation during the battle of Armageddon at the end of the Great Tribulation, directly after the second coming of Lord Jesus the Christ. It will be a short and decisive war during which the Antichrist and the false prophet will be cast into the lake of fire. Their followers will be destroyed, and Satan will be bound in a bottomless pit for a thousand years. That will be followed by the millennial reign of Jesus Christ in power and in majesty. Lucifer, also known as Satan, has been the adversary and enemy of God ever since being cast out of heaven in prehistoric times due to his self-exaltation and rebellion. He is waging an unabated battle against God and his kingdom as he aspires to replace him as the deity to be worshipped and to become the sole ruler of the universe. He has a large following of fallen angels, which have become demons and evil spirits, as well as unsaved people who are doing his will on earth. Together they constitute the kingdom of darkness, and they occupy such a dominant position that the Bible refers to them as the rulers of the darkness of this age. We, as the Lord's redeemed offspring, have been released from the control of these satanic powers since the Lord Jesus came to spiritually deliver us from this present evil age and to establish his kingdom within our hearts. However, we still physically find ourselves in an evil and hostile world in which we have to put on the full armor of God, which will enable us to stand against the wiles of the devil." In these last days, with an interval of only seven years between them, both of these kingdoms and their kings, Jesus Christ and the Antichrist, will be publicly revealed on the earth. First, the kingdom of darkness under the leadership of the Antichrist will be revealed at which time he will physically rule the world. This will take place after the Restrainer, that is, the true church as the temple of the Holy Spirit, has been taken out of the way at the rapture. During the seven years of the Antichrist's reign, the judgments of God will be poured out upon his evil kingdom. 
culminating in the moment when he will lose all authority on earth. The climax of these judgments will occur on the last day of the tribulation, when Jesus Christ will return to earth to destroy all satanic powers and have Satan bound in a pit for a thousand years. Following this, Christ's kingdom will be fully revealed and established on the earth in his millennial reign. Satan is fully aware of this dire future prophesied for him in the Bible, but he pridefully rejects it entirely. Since the creation of humanity, he has been waging a war in an effort to gain all control over all people and also to be worshipped by them. He does not want to be known as Satan, but as Lord and as God. That is the reason why he appears as an angel of light and employs all his cunning powers to deceive people into worshiping and following another God, another Jesus, and another spirit, which are all impostors from within his darkened kingdom. We are now in the final phase of the church dispensation during which legitimate born-again Christians have good reason to expect the imminent coming of Jesus Christ the Lord. This explains Satan's intensified efforts in bringing humanity under the power of delusion, to the extent that they engage in preparing the way for his false kingdom, rather than waiting for the true and only Christ, the Messiah of God. But for a few who deliberately and knowingly serve the enemy in his lofty goals, most deceived people do not realize that they are advocates for Satan's kingdom, because they have lost the ability to discern between the truth and the lie. Their minds have been blinded by the God of this world, as Second Corinthians 4.4 4 reveals to us. This deception is so subtle and convincing that even many Christians— those who are such in name only and have a poor knowledge of the Bible are falling prey to it. Consequently, they will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, as revealed in 1 Timothy 4.1. In light of this serious danger, the Lord warns his followers to take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. For false Christ and false prophets will arise and show great signs and wonders, as so to deceive, if possible, even the elect. The deception is aimed at perverting and falsifying the principles and characteristics of God's kingdom, and then applying them to Satan's kingdom. It calls for humanity to continue to expect God's kingdom and to actively promote it, but in such a way that, in effect, they are preparing the way for Satan's kingdom. The intention is that people's altered thoughts, brought about by spiritual deception, should be the driving force behind their actions to support Satan's alternate kingdom, rather than the true kingdom of God. This distorted way of thinking and believing is the fruit of deception. Some people refer to it as a paradigm shift. Others see it as the emergence of a new ecumenical belief system, while large groups justify it as postmodern reforms brought about by the demands of a new world order. But whatever the excuses for their new way of thinking may be, the fact remains that they are all victims of the master deceiver of the ages. 
The Bible calls him the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. And he is now in the process of transforming theological thinking in a manner which will ensure that it complies with the principles of his kingdom of darkness and no longer with those of God's kingdom of light, truth, and eternal life and on investigation of Satan's most important strategies that he has employed for the revelation of his kingdom. It becomes evident that he has a 13-point plan for the final deceit and takeover of the world. And in our next segment, we'll pick up with those 13 points. Until then, I leave you with Romans 13:11. And this do, knowing the time, that it is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep, for now salvation is nearer to us than when we believed. And, as always, beloved, I bid you his agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006 or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com.